Now, let me ask, have you ever um, lost or misplaced something that, that is extremely important and valuable to you? Uh, if you did, I'm pretty sure what you did next. I mean, you dropped everything and you made yourself totally committed to the all-art search to be able to find what you lost. Now, I say that because if you didn't do that, if you didn't drop everything and look for, for you know, total out search to be able to find it, that shows that it really wasn't that important to you. Uh, because again, if something's really important to you, if something is really significant, then when you lose it, the only thing that really matters is, okay, how do I how do, I do everything that I can to be able to find that which was lost? And, and the more important, the more valuable something is, the more extreme measures you go to to be able to find it. You know, I think about that even in our own uh, I think back a number of years ago on a Christmas, a family member had given us a, a decent-sized check as a uh, very generous Christmas gift. And at the end of the day, you know, we had kind of cleaned up everything from the day, and, and we realized that suddenly we couldn't find that check. We realized that it probably got mixed up with all the different, you know, garbage that we had thrown away, and so suddenly... Uh, we, you know, became somewhat panicked, and next thing you know, it's Christmas evening, probably midnight, 20 degrees outside, and we're outside in the driveway opening up garbage bags, going through paper and boxes and, and food and all this stuff, because we're willing to do whatever we can to be able to find something that was of value. Uh, I had a friend of mine who lost her engagement ring. It went down the, the drain in her sink, and next thing you know, they, they're literally taking away apart, you know, big parts of the plumbing in the house hoping to be able to find it somehow trapped in one of, you know, one of the traps in the drain. And uh, why? You're willing to do that because it's that valuable to you. And it's not even a matter of financial value. It's something that could be not very valuable financially, but yet at the same point, it's very, very important. And a good example of that is I think of my young children when they, you know, when they were young, when they were just preschoolers. All of them had some kind of stuffed animal or some toy that was extremely important. I mean, I think of the oldest, for example, she had this little uh, beanie baby Pluto, and, and boy, that was everything to her. I mean, it's probably worth about 10 cents as far as what it actually cost to make, um, but boy, Pluto was everything. And, and because it was everything, I mean, she carried it around all the time, and, and she, she would never lose it because she never put it down, except for that one time she did lose it. And, and I remember that evening, there was weeping and wailing until we found Pluto. And, and it wasn't just Tiffany that was upset because we knew how important it was to her. When she had lost it, I mean, Sandy and I dropped everything and the whole house was turned upside down to be able to find Pluto. And there was much rejoicing when it was finally found. Now, some of you have experienced the terror of losing a child, sometimes at a big event like a sporting event or an amusement park, and we, we never had that. One time we thought we lost a child, but it was just a five-year-old who was playing uh, mind games with us. Um, here's what happened. We had one of our kids as a preschooler when she uh, didn't like something that we had done with parenting. She uh, would try to kind of manipulate us by threatening to run away from home. And now we knew that's what she was doing, so she would say, well, I'm gonna run away from home, and we would say, well, I'm sorry if you run away from home. We'll really miss you if you do. And uh, so, so she would then tell us that, okay, well, I'm going to run away from home. She would pack her backpack and tell us everything that she had packed and make a big deal about leaving home. And we'd say, well, we love you very much, and we're going to miss you. You're you know, free to come back anytime. And we'd watch her go out the door, and knowing that where's a five-year-old going to go? And, um, 
So generally, she would go out to the backyard, sit back in the backyard for about a half hour until she got cold or hungry, and then come back in. And um, now there's one time, though, that we saw her go out, out the backyard, and about five minutes afterwards, I looked out, and I couldn't see her anywhere. And so I went back up to the front yard, couldn't see her. I walked all the way around the house. I couldn't see her anywhere. And suddenly, I became a little worried and looked at neighbors' yards. I checked with neighbors, and, and I, we just couldn't find her. And so suddenly, I'm going from worried to concerned to even panicked, and, and I'm going to, to my wife and, and saying, well, where's Christy? And... and you know, trying not to worry the other kids. And so I'm getting, in the, I go out to the car, I'm driving all around the neighborhood. I can't find her anywhere. And, and finally, my wife calls her and says, well, she came out of hiding. She had been hiding in the trunk of the minivan. Now, she then told us sometime later that what had happened was that she knew that we would watch her go into the backyard when she ran away. And she was really frustrated that it wasn't, it wasn't getting to us. And uh, so she decided to get back at us by hiding in the minivan. And then she was watching over the window as, as we were stressing out, going and looking for her, thinking she was lost. And uh, this was all from a five-year-old. Now, you might be wondering, yes, she was very, very challenging parenting through the teenage years. Uh, but by God's grace, we got it through, you know, and it just is. Now, you look at that and you say, okay, what does this all have to do with Christmas and a Christmas concert? Well... Our church through the Christmas season has been looking at the story of the prodigal son. And Christmas is all about a time of coming home and what an incredible story of coming home, the prodigal son. But if you think about it, the prodigal son is, is actually one of three parables that Jesus told together in Luke chapter 15. And all the parables are about something that was lost that the person who valued that thing that was lost then went through great, uh, great lengths to find it. So there was a sheep that was lost in the first one. In the second one, there was a coin that was lost, a coin that was of great value that represented a tenth of a woman's um, net worth. In the third one, it's a son that is lost. That's the prodigal son. And each time the person that had lost this thing then again uh, drops everything and makes it their greatest priority to find that which is lost. So the good shepherd leaves the other 99 sheep to be able to go out into the, into the wilderness to search to find that one sheep that's lost. The woman who's lost the coin, she drops everything and, and tears through the, heart, the house until she finds her one coin. The whole story of the prodigal son is the story of the father's pursuit of the son. And, uh, and there's a lot more there than what we sometimes see. If you come back on Christmas Eve, and we're going to be talking more about that on Christmas Eve, but the father leaves his home to run out to be able to greet the son and to welcome him, bring, bring him back home. Now, but when you think about it, these stories aren't just about sheep or coins or even a son. They're God's teaching us through Jesus on a parable about his love for us, his pursuit of us, his concern about those who are lost spiritually. They all teach about how God sees each person as a person of incredible value. Why? Because you only look for things that are valuable to you. There are times that I've lost things that have very little value, and I turn around, I can't see it right away, and I forget about it because it doesn't have value. However, it's something of great value. We drop everything, and we make that the highest pursuit for this time. The more valuable something is, the more intense the pursuit. And these are all stories of incredible pursuit. Why? Because God is telling us that that each person is of, great, of incredible value to God. Each person is created by a loving God. 
And God looks at you and, and, and sees you as incredibly valuable in his eyes. So much so that the creator of the universe is, is, is saying, I'm willing to drop everything and make it my priority to go out and search for, for the person that is lost. Why? Because you are valued and you are loved by the heavenly father. Even if you have walked away from him, he is searching for you. Now, even if you're still wondering, okay, how, what's exactly this have to do with Christmas? Well, here's the whole idea. Is when you think about, about these parables, these parables teach a principle through stories. They're teaching this principle that, that, that people are highly valued and loved by God, and so much so that God will go out and search for that which is highly valued. Now, let's talk about the story of Christmas. The story of Christmas is that principle now put into practice. It's that principle, not in a fictional story, but it's that principle played out in, in God and literally showing, this is how much I value you. This is the extent that I'm willing to go to. It's not just about a, you know, a story about a you know, guy that goes out and leaves his home. No, you want to know how much loved you are? You know, when you look at this, this is how much it's, it's this principle played out. Yes, the shepherd was willing to go out and leave the sheep pen, and, and you know, the man was got willing to leave the household. But here's what God was willing to do. God eternal, the creator of all things, was willing to, to leave heaven. He was willing to come down into the world, into creation itself. He was willing to take on human flesh and become a child. And when we look at the story of, let's say, the good shepherd, and we think about, well, he was willing to he valued the sheep so much he was willing to go out and risk going out in the wilds of the area and, and whatever risk that would be to go out and find the sheep. Well, Jesus, what did he do? He didn't take a risk here. He actually chose when he came down in human flesh, he did so intentionally intending to take on the cross, to go to the cross and at the cross to die for us, to take our sins upon himself, to take God's punishment for our sins upon himself so that through his death that we could be forgiven. Now, here's what that means. If you think about it, you make it personal. See, it's not just that God came for humanity, but speaking to each one of us here, speaking to you, God came for you. And that means that God values you greatly. He treasures you. You are precious to him. Even if you have wandered away from him like the sheep, even if you have forgot about him for extended periods of time, you are precious to him and he is pursuing you. God loves you dearly, even if you have rejected everything that he stands for. Even if you're like the prodigal son who, is basic, who went to his father and said, you know, I don't care about anything, you know, I just want your stuff. Even if you have rejected everything, have walked away from him, God still loves you dearly. And he's pursuing you and the story of Christmas is that he has gone to the extreme measure to be able to reach out to you and to say, I want a relationship with you. And look at how far that I've come, that I've literally not only left the, the, the sheep pen, I've not left the house, I've left heaven. I've taken on human flesh and I've died on the cross because I'm willing to go that far to be able to find that which was lost, to be able to restore the relationship that I want to have with you. My friends, what you've got to realize is what this means, is that if we think about it, we, we tell a lot of great stories, and boy, these are great moon. In all of human history, in, in all of human imagination, there's never been anyone, there's never been anything that is more valued and treasured than you are in the heart of God. 
because there's never been anyone who has been willing to drop more, that has been willing to pay a bigger price, that has been willing to suffer more in the pursuit of that which was precious to him. And what does that mean for each one of us? I hope and pray that when you think about this Christmas season and we sing about the meaning of Christmas, that these aren't just songs and stories, but you understand that they're truths, that they're truths. They're taking the truths of, of even what we see in the prodigal son in Luke, there, in Luke 15, and it's played out saying, this is what it looks like for the heavenly father to look for and to pursue that which is precious to him. Now, if you don't have a relationship with God, I want you to realize that God's brought you here today to tell you you're precious to him, that he loves you, and Christmas is telling you about how deeply he loves you and how much he's pursuing you. Christmas is a time of him saying, okay, this is my invitation to you. And like the father would go out to the prodigal son and say, all you have to do is you have to come back and admit that you need me, and I'm going to run out, and I'm going to welcome you. All we have to do is to say, God, I agree with you. I need you. God, I agree with you. I, I, I ask you to forgive my sins. I need this relationship with you. I ask you to forgive me through Jesus Christ. And the heavenly father who is pursuing you, who loves you, who treasures you, who went to the extent of literally leaving heaven and coming to earth to die on a cross, who loves you that much, he's waiting to embrace you, to bring you back home into the relationship you were created for.